Hello, this is Rob and Mike from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, and this is Think Smart with TMFG. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing forecasting, why we don't look at the weather anymore. Mike, it's interesting. I've had a couple of experiences lately uh, with respect to weather. As many of you know, I'm, I'm doing a rebuild on our cottage and the siding guys were in one morning and it was bright and sunny, but it was starting to get a little dark and uh, they had stopped work. Uh, the rain had started to fall and I had been looking at the weather app and uh, it said it was supposed to rain that day. But I decided to look at the radar and I actually have three different radar apps. I have no idea why I have three on my phone, but I do. It's a golfer. I'm a golfer. <laughs> yeah. And and all three of them showed, yes, there would be a brief shower for about half an hour and the rest of the day was sunny. And so I pointed that out to one of the siding gentlemen. And he said, well, I looked at the local airport weather and it said it's going to rain all day. And I said, well, I think you're wrong. I think it's going to be sunny. And he said, well... We should bet on it, but we'll see what happens tomorrow. Of course, I was 100% right I because I had used the radar, but that was just luck. Well, it's funny. I remember being a kid. Remember, you'd watch the 5 o'clock news, and you'd sit around, and you'd either have – I was in the States, so I had Al Roker. They had the pretty weather girls that were on, on there to do the weather. But that was always the big thing. The day before, you get your five-day forecast, and you try to plan your whole week around it, and it was – you know, it was it was horribly inaccurate back then. They always made fun of them. I think they've got more accurate, but like I use, I find the Apple weather is terrible. It just gives you a whole idea for the day, and it's usually off. I, I I've I've tried that app. So it's rain, cloud, or sun. Yeah, right? it's it's always horrible. What what apps do you use for weather? Well, I use I I, I still swear by the radar apps, but sometimes the you know they show this. Some of them are better than others. The problem is, is they're not perfect. They're just estimates. And as we know, weather changes. You know, we were recently uh, on, away on a trip and I had rented a boat and we were out in the ocean. And I was feeling very, a little nervous because I'm a freshwater boater, not a, <laughs> a saltwater boater. And there's a big difference. Waves are much bigger on the ocean. And the day looked pretty calm. The forecast was for the weather to be mild. And at about noon, we came around a point and suddenly everything changed. The waves were no longer waves. There were swells. The first two that we hit, the bow of the boat went under. And that's all because I'd followed some prediction as to the weather and the wind for the day. Yeah. So it can be very dangerous. It can be. I, I spent many time, you know, the worst thing I see people do is plan their weekends around weather. You know, I've had people come up and say, you know, I'm not going to come up to the college this weekend because I, I looked and it's going to rain. And I was sat there in this most beautiful sunny days for two days in a row with no rain and it, it's fine. And I think, how did they miss out just by worrying about the weather? And I, I usually find now whatever the weather is, you just deal with. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have to adjust plans if I plan on golfing and it's a thunderstorm. Yeah, I'm not going to golf, but I'm not going to change my whole plans uh, four or five days beforehand hoping that the weather's going to match up with what some app told me. So 
We recently, and we touched on this, were told by our compliance department not to be making forecasts, and we try not to, and, and with good reason. We recently had a video that came out that had made a bit of a forecast that the market correction appeared to be over, and sure enough, it appears we're back in it. So it's why you have to be very careful about making predictions. But humans love predictions. It's fun. They especially love really bad predictions, yep. things about bad things that are going to happen. Why, Like the sporting world loves to make predictions. Who's going to win this game? Who's going to win this tournament? Who's going to win the Stanley Cup at the end? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? I went to Sports and saw the Super Bowl. I have all the predictions. I almost feel I don't have to watch the season anymore. They told me who's going to win by how much. And so everything is laid out. But, I, you know, I never see them being right. But they've given me the whole predictions for the whole year. Well, it's funny you say that. Um, Ingrid always says, well, we want to watch a movie. And so I, I like to watch the trailer. And she, she makes me turn off the trailer after about 10 seconds because she goes, it's already showing me too much of the movie. I don't want to see it. So in the world of predictions, what are the predictions that we have to work against? What is tough for a financial advisor and for their clients? What are some of the predictions that are always coming at us that make investing really difficult to do well there's there's always predictions in regards to interest rates we always hear that coming that's a constant one we hear predictions coming about gdp numbers whether we're going to be uh positive or negative or how much i mean that they're even put out by the government the government makes these predictions it's not even from us we hear our unemployment number predictions coming out where we expect unemployment to be and then when it actual numbers come out, they will either surprise or disappoint. Those are your two words, right? You're either surprised or you're disappointed. You're, you're never surprised that you're disappointed. <laughs> disappointed, you're just disappointed. You're surprised, you're surprised or when it's disappointed. Good. Yeah, yes. you're either surprised or disappointed. So that's all the unemployment rates that come out. Uh, I mean, there's always predictions around the stock market. That's uh, you can't open the paper without reading someone's idea what's going to happen in the future of the stock market. It's just out there. And people like it. Like people want to, they they bask in the glory of uh, making money when things are predicted to go up. And you know they like to live in the gloom of when we hear this uh, whole depression's coming out of the stock market too. So, and the predictions are usually pretty extreme. You never see very mild predictions. They're always either very one sided toward the negative or one sided toward the positive. So if you were going to make, if we were able to make predictions, and you were going to make a prediction, you'd make a bold one. Yeah, well, I'm not going to read your prediction. <laughs> well, it's always interesting because the boldest one will get the biggest headline. Yep. So if you predict that the market will have a 30% crash by the end of the year, that's going to get a big headline. If you predict that the market's going to earn 6% by the end of the year, that's not, that might not even make the newspaper. And some people are contrarian by nature, and they'll generally make predictions that are opposite to what everyone else thinks. And sometimes they're right. Other times they're wrong. So there, there's always those different types of opinions coming at you. And so it's very difficult for investors to make decisions. You know, even real estate, you hear real estate predictions, real estate market going up or down, you know, now the predictions are with interest rates and all this stuff, it's going to go down. But you hear that across the board. You hear other people predict that there's massive immigration in Canada and real estate's the strongest place to be out five or 10 years, you know? So, and you can you can understand both points. Uh, it's very difficult right now to decide who's right or who's wrong. What are some of the dangers of making predictions or forecasts? Well, when you're wrong. As you said, when you go out on the ocean 
and you down on the ocean in a small ship that can't handle the wrong prediction, you know, you got to make sure you're in the right boat that can deal with you making a wrong prediction. If you go out in the ocean and you get a good forecast and you're driving an 18, 19 foot boat and all of a sudden you're wrong, you have a problem. I mean, maybe if you have a hundred foot ocean vessel that's meant to do with that, you have a little bit more space to do in these predictions. And it's much like that with advisors. You know, if you're in a situation where you're a young advisor or a young client and you're making investments for 30 or 40 years into the future, you can afford to be wrong, right? If you're coming into retirement, you don't have much money. You're trying to go and get through a retirement on a fixed amount of money. You can't be wrong. You can't afford to be that wrong. So again, you have to be very careful because at a certain stage, wrong can really do some damage. You use the example of Bitcoin. How many times were we being told that Bitcoin was the new currency of the future? And today it's down 50, 60, 70% from the highs that it reached uh, not that long ago. I think the problem with making bold predictions is, A, you're making a prediction on the future. And no one knows the future. And it's not that you don't know that Team A is better than Team B. What you don't know is how many injuries will Team A sustain or how well will some player or players on Team B play because it's the playoffs. Those are things that you can't predict. You can try and predict. More often than not, you're going to be wrong, which is why most of the experts are wrong in picking stocks and picking sports teams. We've talked about predicting the weather. It's really difficult to do because you can't predict the future. And the tricky part is predictions can be dangerous. Sometimes you have to believe in long-term forecasts, right? You know, we, we talk about the weather. So I can't tell you what it's going to be like tomorrow, but I can tell you when we get to, uh, to like January 15th, it's probably going to be a colder day than it is today. It's a possibility it may not. There might be some miracle that happens, so it's always possible. But there's a good chance it's going to be a lot colder than today. We have experience in that, right? So I think January will likely be colder than September. I think that's a fairly safe recommendation. Yeah. So you can go that way, right? Will there be snow this winter? There will be some snow. Okay. That's I'm a reasonable sure. prediction. Yeah. Okay. What about in the investing world? What's a safer prediction, in, let's say, over time? Over time? generally to own stocks has done better than own bonds. Not always. There's been a few cases, there even been a few 20-year periods where it hasn't worked out that way. But through, you know, looking from the early 1900s, uh, generally speaking over most periods of time, stocks have done better than bonds. So you're over the long term, you're typically period, better yeah. to be an owner than a loaner. Yep. You know, today the medical world tells us what we need to do. There was some recent change in how much you're supposed to drink. We used to be okay at 15 drinks a week. Now they're saying anything north of two drinks a week. Is it a week? Yeah, it's a week or a day. I can't remember. It's a, yeah. it's a week. Two a, two, a day, uh, two a week is dangerous. Yeah. But predictions do change over time, yeah. certainly on the health front. So we're not a big believer in forecasts. We're not a big believer in predictions. In fact, I think most of it, it's interesting reading, but that's about it. We don't base any of what we're doing as financial advisors based on predictions. Probably the only prediction is we're all going to get a little older 
and at some point we're going to pass on from this earth. And you're going to pay taxes. And you're going to pay taxes. That brings us to the end of another week. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy. listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.